Hi, I'm Rex. And I'm Wolfgang. And this is Fag Time. The podcast where fags... Fags, definition, gays. Enjoy fags. Fags, definition, cigarettes. And get faggy. Faggy, definition, discussing various topics as if one had any credible authority on said matters. So if you're interested in gay shit... And or looking to take your smoke breaks to the next level... Then this podcast was designed for you. Check the description for our socials and don't forget to like, subscribe, follow... Or whatever else gives us a wildly overinflated sense of validation. Enjoy the episode! Oh yeah, and send nudes. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the first episode of what we hope will be a multi-series thing. Yeah, if we um, get it going, get it off the ground. Mm. Um, and we thought we'd start. Well, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, I am... forgot my fake name. <laughs> Good. That's Good a brilliant start. <laughs> I'm talking to Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang, that's it, Wolfgang. Which is definitely their name. Yes, definitely my name. Not a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> I just had spicy parents, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm Rex. And this is going to be, uh, well, obviously the start of um, what we hope will be an insight into... Well, it's going to be an insight. It will be an insight. <laughs> a deep one. But why do we think anyone will want to listen? <laughs> it's a deep dive into our personalities. Yeah. And I think we decided that... Sorry, there's a cat on the roof. There's a cat <laughs> on the roof of the studio, everyone. So, <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> I really like the skidding as well. Yeah. Didn't just, it wasn't one and done. It really <laughs> lingered. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we hope to impart insight, um, and whether or not anyone thinks that what we have to contribute is valuable, that's up to you to decide. Yeah. Um, but we're two people who, I think, for right or wrong, identify as fags of Somerset, UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fags of the world, really. Fags of the world, but we're based in Somerset, UK. Yeah. Somerset, born and bred. Yeah. Um, and I don't think either of us actually have the accent. No, certainly not. So if that's what people are here for, we've already let them down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so each episode will be a different topic. So avant-garde in the podcast world, yeah. I know. Yeah, really blowing everyone's expectations out the water. Uh-huh. Um, but we thought we'd start off with the first episode being a get-to-know-you session. Yeah. Um... There's lots of different tests that you can take in order to find out your personality types or your different affinities. So we thought we'd do a few to help really people. Picked the cream of the crop. Cream of the crop, uh, which is debatable, <laughs> but people will be able to maybe identify with us a bit more, uh, relate 
to our results. Yeah. And if you think it's interesting, you can always take the test yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it was really insightful, actually, doing some of mine. I was a bit dubious, but realized quickly, oh, they read me. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I really, sincerely. I'm one of those people who's like, they just give you the result you want. Uh-huh. And then um, I got the results and I was like, oh, this is not the result I wanted. I did not want to be read this deeply. But it's the result that yeah. mattered to yeah. the heart. The one that I deserve. It's the one you needed to hear. Uh, so what's the first one we're going to kick off with? Because you know more about this one than I do. It's Gretchen Rubin. It's the tendencies, the four tendencies test. Um, and just spoiler already, I'm just going to go in. I'm a rebel. Mm-hmm. Which... I think everyone in my life already knew. Okay. Um, Rebels resist all expectations, outer and inner alike. They choose to act from a sense of choice or of freedom. Rebels wake up and think, what do I want to do today? So if other people are like, hey, could you do this for me? Or you should really be doing this. Or I think I should really be doing this. I resist that to no end. Mm Mm-hmm. To like my self detriment, and do you, how much do you agree with? Like a hundred percent. Like on a painful level. Yeah, on a really painful level. Like I can't do anything. Like uh-huh. making me do something is just like these like mental gymnastics of like making myself want to do it. Like it says, like why do you think to do it? Having the expectation to do something puts you off doing that thing completely. I don't know if it's something to do with, like, not wanting to fail. Like, fail myself Mm -hmm. or fail other people. So I just opt out. Yeah. Because a lot of of my life is, like... (laughs) Your young life. Yeah, my young life, at least, was opting out of things. Was, like, taking the route that... Where I couldn't be judged... Well, where I felt like I could be judged less because... I wasn't doing the thing. I wasn't performing. I wasn't mm. like becoming part of anything. Saying, so, yeah, uneducated. <laughs> Just summed up. <laughs> uneducated. Well, I am a questioner, believe yeah. it or not. Uh, which might not be a surprise to you. No. But just so that everyone else knows, a questioner resists outer expectations but meets inner expectations. Mm-hmm. The, the vibe that I get from it is that even then, I'll do what I can to meet my own inner expectations, but only if I've questioned the fuck out of it. Yeah. And only if I'm satisfied with those answers. Yeah, you need then to know why. And you need to know that that is a legitimate reason why. Like, you're very logical with, like, expectations. Yeah. Especially if other people are putting them on you, from my experience. When other people expect things from you, you will question the fuck out of it and eventually decide whether it's something that you want to put forward in your own life. Yeah, and I definitely agree that that is me, to a T. But I would say, I mean, I, I think with this test as well, it's more a case of, this is your primary yeah. bracket rather than exclusively who you are. Because I think, although I came out as a questioner, I do think what's the one that's um, more about meeting external expectations and obliger. Yeah. An obliger. So I think I do align with that as well, but maybe not so much because I, 
I do, like you said, I find it, oh no, not like you said, <laughs> not like you said, but I find it easier in some, some situations, I find it easier to complete an expectation that's set when it's by someone else yeah. rather than me. Like family is quite a big thing in my life, mm-hmm. good or bad uh, reasons, <laughs> but it's still there. Uh <laughs> hanging over me and quite a lot of the time I'll feel like oh I have to do this because the family expects it yeah and with friends as well like if they expect it then I'm more likely to do it because of them yeah but, but, there's but even them. then there is the questioning yeah, the that questioning underlies it all yeah so I, that's what we are on the yeah whatever that's called the four, four tendencies. tendencies yeah yeah the, the th- weird thing is I don't find myself like relating to any of the other tendencies at all Mm -hmm. i am solidly a rebel like that is me to a t yeah like i don't like sure i question things but i my main instinct and the overriding instinct is to rebel Mm -hmm. to like push back and like move away run like the wind when something's i think a lot of people feel like that in some ways though yeah you know I, i think i think and it's one of those things that i think People don't like to admit it about themselves or maybe look that deep into it. Yeah, definitely. There is definitely, there's shame around it because, well, like you kind of let people down quite a lot. Yeah, which I get. But at the same time, I think it's nice when you do this kind of test, it's nice having an answer that corresponds with you because it almost validates you. Yeah. Yeah, as like, so, oh, I'm, I am a type of person, and yeah. this is just a type of person. Well, it's not like yeah. I'm broken or something. Yeah, definitely. That's fun. Though I am broken. Yeah, <laughs> different episodes. <laughs> Let's we'll get, get into we'll it. Get tragedies, some point in time. Yeah. And if there's any listeners, <laughs> then just let us know how soon you'd like to hear about that, because yeah. there is a lot to yeah. unpack. Um, but let's do another fun one, I think, first. Yeah. What Pokemon are you? I'm Bulbasaur. Ah. Bulbasaur is my favourite Pokemon, and I'm really gutted that I didn't get him. The description was, like, um, cute, but, like, savage or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. I see that me. for you, yeah. Definitely. I'm Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> because... Pikachu's a basic, and, like, it's the one. Yeah. And I like to be the one, but at the same time, eh. Um, I've got the description with me, so I'll just read it quickly. Sure, you can be a bit stubborn at times. (laughs) (laughs) Red. (laughs) But you also know how to kick some butt when the time's right. Mm -hmm. You're a strong Pokemon and an even stronger friend. Any Pokemon master would be proud to have you on their team. Oh, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, I'm proud to have you on my team. I'm a moody bitch. Yeah, but <laughs> I own it and I know it, and that's just part of me. Yeah, and shame on anyone who can't handle it, because <laughs> I will let them know. Yeah, daily. <laughs> <laughs> They've like moved states. Yeah, like different country. Fully. You just- Texting them every day, like, you're a fucking dick. You can't handle me. We're not joking either. (laughs) Uh, Okay, now let's get into one that is a bit more comprehensive. And if anyone wants to do this one, 
it's probably the most well-known as well when it comes to personality tests. It's the Myers-Briggs theory, which is also known colloquially as the 16 personalities test, which, as the name implies, or one of the names, it will break you down into one of 16 categories of personality. And there's a lot of people who are like, uh, you know, that they don't put much weight in it. They don't think it's that reliable. And I understand that because a lot of people don't like to feel boxed and they don't like to feel categorized. But having said that, when I've, I think when we both finished this, mm. they were like, oh, they got me, gal. Yeah. They got me. But at the same time, like, it could just be like the broadest. Like horoscopes. Yeah, the broadest thing. And we just we relate to it because we like, we like the positive things and then the negative things were like, okay. But it could, that's okay, it could be. But I think from mine anyway, it's dead on. Like the highs are the highs and the lows are definitely yeah. my lows. Maybe apart from one, but we'll get into that. I'll start. Mm-hmm. I am an architect. Yes. Uh, so that's INTJ, if you already know all of those codes and stuff. Um, but yeah, so an architect uh, is described as the following. It can be lonely at the top as one of the rarest personality mm. types um, and one of the most capable. Architects know this all too well. Rational and quick-witted architects may struggle to find people who can keep up with their non-stop analysis of everything around them. Do you agree that that's me? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like that guy, (laughs) but yeah, it's lonely at the top. Yeah. Um, No, I I I definitely agree that I am rational, like a lot of the time, overly so. Yeah, definitely. Quick witted. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily always feel that way, but I do get that comment a lot. Yeah. So. But maybe it's just because everyone else is slow. Yeah, I'm still I'm still quicker than them then. Yeah. Um and struggle to find people who can keep up with non-stop analysis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people get frustrated by it. I like it. I like the question. I'm glad. But a lot of people don't. No. But like if you can I'm like I'm a sucker. If you can rationalize something to me and I'm like, yeah, I see your point, like I'll go along with it. Yeah. Like, I can get on board with a little bit of rationalization mm-hmm. over intellectualizing everything. Yeah. I'm going to read you some of my strengths and weaknesses. Okay. We'll just bullet point it. Rational, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, informed, obviously, if I'm questioning everything. Independent. That's one which, yes, like, I'm independent, but. I do. I am really social, so I don't know if it's saying that I like to be alone or just no, that I'm capable you, of doing things on my yeah, own. Yeah, I think it's just that you're capable of doing things on your own because independence doesn't mean that you are on your own all the time or you choose to be on your own. It just means that you're like self-motivated and self. You can fulfill your own needs, like yeah. on your own. Mm-hmm. You don't need other people there to fulfill them. You might choose to have them there, but you can fulfill them by yourself. Yeah. And I think I should clarify as well. I say I'm social, 
I get social burnout really quickly in yeah. big groups. And a lot of the time, I do like my own space. But if I'm on my own, then I'm complaining that I don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. And if there's too many people to talk to, I'm complaining because I'm not on my own. Yeah. So that is what it is. Um, anyway, strengths. Determined. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, and nothing drives me like spite. No. Then I'm determined as fuck. Yeah. If you can prove that someone's wrong. Oh, I will spend five years in a monastery if I can prove someone wrong about okay. something. I'm there. Curious. Yeah, definitely. And versatile. Yeah. 100%. Like, I think so. Because, well, I'm thinking about... I went to uni as a mature student. Um, so I actually, even though I'm an older bracket of recent graduates, um, I am one. And I know that so many of the times we are given like group assignments or whatever. And every time it was always me either taking charge or pushing people where they needed to go, like, yeah getting things done, but in whatever the situation was. So I think in the sense, I'm versatile in the sense that I adapt well yeah. to situations, whatever they might be. Yeah, you don't stumble at first and have to build yourself up to it. You're just there. Yeah. Like, on it, going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. That's my strengths. Weaknesses, arrogant. Mm-hmm. Wait. That was too quick. What do you mean? Okay, no, seriously, what do you mean? Because I haven't read... Uh, all of these things have a little description, but I'm not really reading them. I'm just taking it at face value and yeah. my interpretation of those words. If I think arrogant, I think that I don't... Okay, yes, I'm arrogant. <laughs> no... Because I was going to say, I think that it means I don't give a shit about what other people think. And that bit's true. Mm -hmm. uh, for a great part of it, that bit's true. But I do care about hurting someone's feelings, obviously. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. So I wouldn't steamroll someone to get something done or to get my own way if I knew it was of, of a, like a serious detriment to someone else. Yeah. So... I'm not totally arrogant, but I mean, I guess a little bit. Um, you can be arrogant without being a dickhead. Yeah, what's your thing. interpretation of arrogant then? Just like you were saying, like, you're like, arrogance is just like where you take, like, being strong-minded, like, a little step further, that you have a tendency to, like, I don't know, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good. We're live. We're live. <laughs> um, uh, like a tendency to, I don't know, get uppity and like in your own head and like. Uppity is a no no word. <laughs> not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we'll edit that bit. Yeah, we'll bleep it. Racist. Is it? Mm. It's racist. Yeah, because it used to be... I don't, I don't know if we'll keep this in. It's educational. Mm. But, like, uh, because... At least from what I've heard recently, mm. from pretty credible sources, I would say, uh, it was a word used to describe slaves mm. who were acting above their station. Oh. So, acting up. 
a rung on the social ladder, maybe. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, my other ones are dismissive of emotions, which yeah, you'd like that kind of logic over emotions. Yeah, because I was going to say that kind of flies in the face of what I was just saying about I do give a shit about people's emotions, and that's true. But I do admit that they don't that that's not necessarily on my priority when I'm thinking about why something should be done. Yeah. Like, if it's logical, I would favour logic over emotion any day. Yeah, when there's the choice between the two, yeah. you'll pick logic. Yeah. And you'll choose logic even in emotional situations that your brain will go to logic and you'll think, well, logically, this shouldn't be happening. Like, so therefore, blah, 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 blah. And it will go down that route instead of saying, like, emotionally, mm-hmm. this is how I'm feeling to in the response to this situation, and this is how the other person feeling in response to the situation, so let's explore that. Yeah. You go to logic, and I think, oh, like, it's like that thing of, I, yeah, I think to an extent, it's that thing of, like, struggling with, when someone comes to you with a problem, you either problem solve or you listen, Mm. and one's emotional and one's logical, and you in that situation tend to go towards logical though i wouldn't say you're not you're you devoid of yeah, emotional register yeah, or you like ignore that yeah like you're very like compassionate in that situation but your response is logical yeah i think so unless it's about me and then it's all about yeah. my emotions yeah um and overly critical that's literally what i'm doing right now <laughs> like going way too hard into these separately uh, combative, yes, yeah, one hundred. I do love an argument, and I don't care what people think about it because I think if you can't handle an argument, what the fuck are you doing trying to have any kind of relationship? Because an argument is always going to yeah, happen. They always turn up, but like, not everyone takes so much glee, like approaches it with so much glee as you do. They're not all rubbing their hands together. Well, they should be. They should be, because it's a great way to flex your mental acuity. Don't know Mm -hmm. if that's the right word, actually. But, no, seriously, I... If you can't argue, you're weak. (laughs) Like, that's how I feel about it. If you can't stand up for what you think and put it in a way that, like, you're... You're weak. I think you're weak-minded if you're a bit of a pushover... Yeah, I know that people are like that, but that, I'm just saying that, especially in terms of maybe I'm thinking about it on an on a angle that's too dating focused because yeah. I'm thinking about potential partners and stuff when an argument or the air of an argument is building, and I just think that I mean for a start, an argument is all about passion, and I think it's a case of. If you feel passionate about something yeah. and you feel passionate about the person you're talking to or about to argue with, then it becomes a conflict where you're trying to persuade each other mm-hmm. why someone has the right, question, like in quotation marks, the right point of view yeah. or to at least get them to understand your point of view. So I don't see it as an inherently bad thing, even though arguments no. and, and fights, if you want to call it that, are considered a negative, I would say. No, they happen. They're like a, a a logical part of any relationship because there's things that are going to come up that you're both passionate about and you're not on the same page. Like, there's things that are going to happen there. But I wouldn't say 
it's weakness not being able to articulate that. But it is if you are able to articulate that and you do not, I think that is shows a weakness of character. But I think that, well, that's what I mean. I don't yeah. mean like you're physically weak. No, I just think that. But like, I think saying, "Oh, it's weak to not be able to have an argument." Some people just don't know how to put that point across. I don't want to date them. Yeah, that's, that's very I, true. Like, yeah, I don't want that in my life. If I've got a choice. Yeah. If you can't communicate what you're feeling passionate about, like yeah, exactly. No time for it. No. <laughs> um, and let's end with the one that now seems completely true, but I still have questions about romantically clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I am not romantically clueless. I that one, like okay, you you could argue. You could argue, depending on what they mean by romantically clueless, I still consider myself a romantic person at heart. Yeah, you're definitely a romantic. Yeah, I think so. Everything that we've said about that I'll choose logic over emotion, um, that I'm <laughs> up for an argument, mm -hmm. like, yes, all of that stuff's true, but at the same time, would I love to spoil whoever my partner is? Absolutely. Would I love yeah. to spend time together, like, you know, doing romantic things? Well, that's, Obviously. that's the thing with, like, you saying you'd love to spoil the partner from one of our other tests that we did, we did later, which is our um, uh, love language test. Like, you can spoil someone in so many different ways. And I yeah, think true. you're always up for spoiling someone in all of those ways mm. and investing time and effort in a romantic relationship. But, but I want it back. You want it back. and you I want, want the receipts. And you want a clear definition of the relationship as soon as possible. And you want yes. security in knowing that everything's spelled out, yeah. that everything's spoken out, that you are secure. Yeah. Whereas I think other people can have that security without having it spoken out. So you're calling me insecure? Yes, so okay. we're calling you... Uh, um, I think, yes, I do think that I'm romantically insecure. Yes. I don't think romantically clueless. No. I do think romantically insecure. Very secure, pretty much in myself, mm -hmm. but romantically insecure. Yes. Yeah. Because the moment that I don't see the same level of commitment or investment into me as I'm putting into someone else. It makes you doubt. Everything. Yeah, and I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, and I'll vocalize it because you have a massive issue with feeling undervalued, which is like, yeah, which is a whole other yeah episode that we can get into. Yeah, but um, yes, that's definitely a hang up of mine. Yeah, but it's good to recognize it. Yeah, definitely. How about you? I am a INFPT, which means. I'm turbulent. I'm a turbulent mod, uh, mediator. Oh, mine was turbulent as well. I forgot to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm turbulent, which mm -hmm. is like, yes, I see it. Um, I have, mediators have a passionate inner life where they're creative and imaginative and happy to lose themselves in daydreams. Um, sensitive, can have, profound emotions, uh, 
profound emotional reactions to things as well, like mm-hmm. art and nature, people around them. Very you. Idealistic, empathetic, which I am empathetic, but also for a while I it was considered whether I was autistic. So I think sometimes I, I need it clearer, said clearer than other people. Like as soon as it's said clearly and I see all the signs, mm. when I see one or two, I'm not sure. I'm not as quick to jump onto it and be like, oh, this is their feeling insecure. Or this yeah. is them being upset. Like I have to have and a couple what, of signs. What do you mean by signs like... like visible gestures or vocal cues or both like mm. everything so like if they're like mood is slightly off then i can pick up on that but i need more than one or two to like pick up on it properly so yeah. like, i am empathetic i can empathize as soon as i know the emotion is there and how the person's feeling but it takes me a few more cues than other people to pick up on it yeah which i think sometimes makes me seem like I don't care or like I'm not as cued into other people. Uh, They feel calling to help other people, which is very me. I Mm -hmm. love a fixer-upper. Yeah. A very small portion of the population. Oh, special. A couple of rarities. Uh, Sometimes feel lonely or invisible because of it. Would you agree? Yeah. Definitely. The, like, the way that I approach the world isn't the way other people approach the world, and that does make me feel isolated sometimes. Mm. And, like, like, I don't know, like, I can't... Uh, yeah, just not seen, I guess. Exquisitely attuned to their own thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. which I think I'm, I've always been told that I'm very good at knowing what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling and then well at least investigating why I'm feeling things yeah uh whereas a lot of other people will have an emotion and that's the end of it where I look into it and really like dig deep do you mean let it linger or that you'll just investigate I just investigate yeah like I do let it linger but that's a separate problem but Mm. I'll investigate I think why am I feeling this way why is this happening like I explore it properly. Yeah. And like there's there's a beauty in that. Like there's it's intrigue. It's like part of life. Like knowing why things happen makes it more important. Yeah. Non judgmental. Are you? Which I I was like, oh, that's not me. But then it goes on to say if I was willing to hear other people's stories. Yeah, I when you said that, I wasn't sure. But I think, yes, you can be judgmental, but only in the very basic sense of what it means to judge something. Like, you'll take something and assess it as it is. Yeah. But I think you're really good at taking the time to get to know why that might be the case. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, if you started dating someone and you saw a red flag, that wouldn't necessarily deter you from dating them because you would want to know more about what went behind it, what it means for the future. Whereas a lot of people would probably be like, oh, okay, danger zone. I'm not going near that. You would be a lot more open-minded. So I think in like non-judgmental, I think 
in yeah. that sense, definitely. Yeah, there is a bit later on that talks about relationships, and I will we'll come back to that because that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, uh, Honoured to listen, or oh, how empathy is a big thing. Uh, the troubles in the world weigh heavy on mediators' shoulders, which is definitely true because it's a reason why, controversially, I do not listen to the news mm. because it just upsets me really terribly and it will just like send off my week. Yeah. Like everything is, it like, like the wrongs in the world are big to me and they're personal and mm. I want to do something to change them and no, I can't. Um, internalize other people's negative moods and it says a little bit about learning to set boundaries to like have a better life which is interesting because that's something I definitely have been trying to do in my adult life is set those boundaries and know when to let go or let someone feel their feelings and carry on mm-hmm. um, because in the past I have become like someone's like living nanny um for them yeah and, like taking care of everything and like nurse them back to health or whatever like in whatever way yeah and like it's drained me so much and like really impacted my life negatively um but i've learned how to let that go and mm-hmm. let that be uneasy pretending to be someone else which i thought was interesting because i am very much myself to everyone yeah there's no real filtered version of me it's no. just like me as much as we would like it sometimes <laughs> that's really true yeah <laughs> my partner's mother would love a filtered version of me mm-hmm. she's not getting it though <laughs> she's getting my foot pics take Fantasy to daydream and fantasize rather than take action, which is very much me. Yeah. Uh, and it says media just need to make sure they take steps to turn their dreams and ideas into reality, which is something I have been trying to do more recently with getting back into doing art stuff, is taking those things which I dream about and consider important, and like these great ideas and these fun activities. And... Um, and uh, like actually putting them into action, mm-hmm. and then my strengths and weaknesses: strengths, empathetic, generous. Which I'm like, yeah, I'm generous with my time. I'm generous with my money. I'm, I'm generous all around. Open-minded, mm-hmm. which is very much me. I'm always yeah, like we were saying earlier, you'll yeah. take the time to not let something dissuade you. You'll investigate and yeah, creative. Yeah, I see that. And then idealistic, which is debatable whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then weaknesses, unrealistic, self-isolating, which is very true. That yeah. is my ultimate, like... But only when you're on a mood. downer. Yeah. But yeah. Is that I disappear from the world. Unfocused. Which is yeah. <laughs> which is a read. Uh-huh. Uh, emotionally vulnerable. That's a cute one though. 
No one's yeah. going to be upset with someone who's emotionally vulnerable. No, but overly emotionally vulnerable, they might. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose it's like easy to take advantage of as yeah me as a weakness. That's a pretty big one. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's interesting. Should we take a break, a smoke break? Yeah. Awesome. Um, and also we're smoking now, so yeah. if you hear puff, 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 then that's why. Um, so we were talking about the big one, the Myers-Briggs or the 16 personalities test, mm-hmm. and we kind of covered that. But what we didn't mention was what type, what other type of personalities are our best matches according to this whole Myers-Briggs theory uh so mine the code for mine is an intj and it says intj's best match for a romantic relationship uh is where is it entj enfp or entp are you any of those no well (laughs) there we go that explains that that does explain that no it doesn't explain (laughs) that well mm. It says romantic relationship, and just for, like, some history for the listeners, we tried yeah. a romantic relationship. Yeah. It was fiery. <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. It was passionate. Yeah. Was no one can say it was not passionate. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so times you stormed out of my house. Twice, I probably. A multiple mm-hmm. of two. We can say that. Um, so maybe there's some truth to it uh-huh. because in terms of rom- not in terms of relationships in general definitely not because i consider you one of the no probably the most compatible personality yeah to vibe with that i feel sees me that yeah. i feel i can see back so romantically maybe there yeah. there might be some credit to it What's yours? My best partners are ENFJA and ESFJA. So, listeners, if you're out there, yeah, <laughs> I am not single, but I am in a polyamorous relationship. So, woman of the world, yeah, collecting all the hotties. Um, and I'm not sing. I, I am single, but I am also emotionally unavailable. Yeah. So um, not ready to mingle. Not ready to mingle, but send nudes. Yeah. It's cool with that. Okay. So what should we talk about next? Love languages. Let's do our love languages because that's one of the ones that I found most interesting. Yeah, that's true actually, and it leads on nicely from romance. Yeah, because it it's all about. Um, how you connect with people and how you experience love and how you receive love and how you give love. Like, yeah. And those things are really important in life. And also I feel like mine gave me such an understanding of the people around me and I made my partner do it as well. And that was a huge insight in like yeah. how to 
care for someone else. I know that you were really keen on me doing this one, and I was a bit like, I don't need no love language. I know I like what I like, blah blah blah. But actually, it is really interesting to know about yourself. And then if you also know, like you said, if you know that about other people, it's so helpful. Yeah. Um, so we encourage everyone to do it if you're yeah. even vaguely interested. The love language test. I'll go with mine first. So my predominant love language is quality time, mm-hmm. um, which self-explanatory. I love feeling like. Wait, I am getting. I am right in thinking that this tells me what how i like to receive love not how i like to give it good so yeah that makes sense i definitely prize quality time with someone above all else yeah um and that's romantic or otherwise like family friends quality time just spending time together i love it yeah and it really makes me feel valuable to that person yeah which i scored a 37 percent on that yeah Mm. The next one was words of affirmation. Yeah, which, which is was what 20th... I had it tossed up between the two uh-huh. for you. Yeah, that's true. I remember you saying. So yeah, that's twenty three percent. So, like, quality time is obviously a, a clear lead at thirty seven, but I still think that's quite. They do. They are like two halves for me in my mind. Anyway, they go hand in hand, um, and just. Giving me vocal validation does a lot for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I noticed definitely the way you give love is quality time. Mm. The way you the way you value it the most is definitely is quality time. It's like that's your thing. Yeah, I'd agree. And then the other three, which are potentials, are evenly split. I got thirteen percent on all of them. So that's physical touch acts of service and receiving gifts yeah i think they're all pretty obvious except for maybe acts of service how would you define that well the way i seek acts of service is asking people to do things for me Mm. which i do quite a lot when i'm low is our like little things like i ask for something or like but i suppose it could also be people doing it voluntarily yeah definitely like um it's like little things like the one of the one the options they gave for it when they explain it is um like filling up the car with petrol or something. It's like an act of service. Yeah. It's something nice that you do to maintain someone else's life to, to like, help their day out. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. What about you? Mine at forty percent is words of affirmation. Mm. Which I saw for me, like I'm definitely all about having it verbalised, having it clear. And I think that links into me not picking up on subtle cues so much. Yeah. Is that once it's said, it's really affirmed to me and it really bolsters me and keeps me going. Yeah. And you're someone I definitely notice. You glow. You like smile ear to ear when you hear something positive about yourself from someone. Yeah. So I can definitely see that for you. Yeah, and secondly, the twenty percent is quality time, mm-hmm. which I definitely see. I love, I love a bit of quality time. So the same, really, like yeah. as, at least in our top two. 
Yeah, and then and third, at 20% again, is acts of service. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like a little moment of just someone doing something nice for me. Mm. And then receiving gifts is at 17%. -hmm. And weirdly, physical touch, 3%. Yeah, I don't know if that... I see it and I don't. Yeah. Because you like to date people, but it's not for the end goal of, like, sex or any other physical touch. It's primarily because you're interested in getting to know people. Yeah. It's about... I understand. Yeah, it's about the quality time. Yeah. True. And when I hear the words of affirmation, that's really what settles me in and makes me feel, like, at home and, like, all those things. Mm Mm-hmm. It like it is definitely. I definitely agree with that one. Yeah. And now for the spicy one, the fun one. The <laughs> I'm one not ready you, for this one. I'm gonna be shocked and appalled. Uh, Rex's um answers. Yeah. So, um, for the last one, it's called the BDSM test, mm-hmm. and again, pretty evident from the name. It is designed to tell you where on several different spectrums you are when it comes to BDSM-themed attributes. Yeah. So um, how much of a sadist you are, how much of a masochist you are. Mm -hmm. So sadists like to inflict pain. Yeah. And masochists like to receive pain. Um, But it will also tell you how much of a dominant you are, how much of a submissive you are. How much of a hunter, how much of a prey, daddy, mistress, whatever it is, it will kind of give you that. And there's two forms you can do. You can do a short version and a long version of the test. I did the long version. Wolfgang did the short version. So I don't know how... Innocent little flower. Yeah. I didn't take it all. I don't know. Innocent. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this will be interesting. We've got no idea what our results yeah. are. John, let's go down the list. They're not probably going to be in the right order because I... Okay, let me ask you this. How many did you get 100% on? <laughs> One. 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 Okay. 100% on one. Okay. <laughs> let's do 100%. Give me 100%. Okay. All of them? All of them. So, number one is 100% Primal Hunter. (laughs) Oh, no. No. I know the the questions as well. They were all about, like, like that hunter-prey, like, scenario. Yeah, so, like, there's not... They don't give you a definition... At least I don't... Think they do. I think yeah, there's like little tool tips that you can find out more about each one. But from my understanding, basically, if you're a hunter, you enjoy the chase. And if you're the prey, you enjoy being caught. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I'm 100% hunter. Do you want to know what my primal hunter is? Yeah. 2%. Okay. 2%. Okay. Well, on the flip side, how much of a prey are you? Uh... I don't know. Maybe you didn't register. Maybe I didn't. 
Or maybe that's one of the downsides of doing the short version. I'm 0% prey. Oh, prey, 5%. Okay, so you're more percent prey. Yeah. Okay. And we know what I am. <laughs> Filth. Yeah. Um, Disgusting. A danger. <laughs> uh, okay, my next 100%. 100% owner. Oh, I'm 14% owner. Okay, so how would we define that? I guess it's just... It's the pet owner thing. Yeah. It's like that thing of like being like, not physically groomed, but like not that kind of groomed. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But like being like looked after, being like feeling like not helpless, but feeling like very submissive yeah and i guess again it's good to clarify this is purely sexual as yeah. opposed to emotional or any other yeah. thing yeah um so yeah it's i'm 100 percent owner zero percent pet i'm nine percent pet mm, how much percent owner 14 okay so you're still on the owner side of things yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. which is shows my intrigue on the whole puppy play thing yes definitely um okay 100 percent dominant 51 percent dominant okay you're getting up there number like that's good i feel less bad about that um i don't feel bad about any of mine by the way but it is a bit it is interesting i am 51 percent dominant like almost half Mm. because i am first and like coming to it later like yeah i'm selectively verse yeah. so like i definitely don't put my butt around no willy-nilly but for lack of when a better phrase do. <laughs> but when i do honey i go in the world i give you the sensation yeah. you feel your oats uh-huh oats are fell mm-hmm. they're destroyed but even that like that's a very dominant way of going about bottoming yeah Definitely. I adopt. Yeah. So it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's frightening. Okay, this in is the, the sexiest way, <laughs> but frightening. <laughs> okay, so this is the one that I feel so sorry to everyone I've ever slept with. Mm-hmm. I am one hundred percent a sadist. <laughs> which i see it i see do you yeah i mean i don't i'd like to clarify i definitely don't go out of my way to cause pain no however Mm -hmm. some of the questions were like if you see that your partner is like struggling in some sort of way you know uh, i don't know how else to put it um but does is that an appeal to you and obviously it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm 100% sadist. And yeah, I can kind of get behind that. Like, I definitely don't like to receive pain. Yeah. Do I enjoy... Well, obviously I do enjoy inflicting pain, but... It's, it's not, sexy pain. It's sexy pain. I'm not trying to break an arm. So... <laughs> yes. But if that's a consequence, I'm on board. Like, it's not going to deter me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll finish the session. How about you on sadist? I can't find sadist. Oh, sadist. Guess. 
Well, I saw how low down your finger <laughs> pointed. So I'm going to guess, like, in the single digits. It's zero. It's zero, everyone. It's zero. Well, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and what about Masochist? That one was interesting. 9%. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, up there on my rankings because I am innocent. <laughs> No, apparently not. Um, mine's zero. Yeah. I see that for me. I don't yeah. I don't enjoy receiving pain. Not even like a nipple nibble. Like no. You're like it takes you out of it, doesn't it? Yeah, we've had that chat, like because you're quite the opposite on the yeah. nipple front. Yeah. Like it does and I, I know that it, it's a big thing for a lot of people mm-hmm. to varying degrees. For me it just does nothing. Like I don't I don't not enjoy it. But I don't enjoy it. Like, it's very neutral. And if yeah. there's a bite involved, I'm out. Yeah. So that's that. I'm 100% rigor. <laughs> so I like to tie people up. Um, that's what that means. 54% rigor. Really? That's yeah. a high one for you. Yeah, that is a high one for me. Mm. So I suppose that means you really enjoy con- the control of that uh-huh. rather than, like, dominating then. Well, okay. What are you as rope bunny, which uh, is being tied up? Zero. Seventy-two percent. Wow. Seventy-two percent. Wow. That's your biggest one so far. Yeah. I think. Yeah. My biggest ones, like, they're not a surprise. Uh-huh. One of them is a surprise. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm a hundred percent master. And 100% daddy, they kind of go together, I think. Can't find it. Can't find it. Oh, never mind. Oh. Okay. Oh, daddy slash mummy. <laughs> mummy. Yeah. 4%. Okay. 4%. Which is so weird because you love playing mummy. I do love playing mummy. Mummy's and what weird. about master mistress? I'm guessing that'll be the same-ish. No. No, it's not. Okay. 28%. Oh, big difference. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how they're calculating that then. I would, in my mind, they kind of are the same thing. Yeah. But I think Master Mistress leans more towards, like, owner stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say Daddy and Mummy lean, lean, lean towards? I don't know. Role play? Yeah, maybe. More role play kind of stuff. Because I'm not... The roleplay questions, I was like, I can't take that seriously, no. I thought the sadist one would be the one that was, like, going to put myself in a <laughs> in a particular light, but no, I this one. I am 100% a degrader. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I see that for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is, like, you know, sadist 2%. is the physical side, degrader is the verbal side. Yeah. Two percent. Two percent. Wow. Yeah. I don't talk much though. No, you really don't. No. I make noise, but I don't I don't talk much. Yeah. Interesting. I'm ninety-eight percent a voyeur. This is my one that I was like, who are? Ninety-five percent voyeur. Wow. Yeah. Queens who like to watch. Yeah. That's us. 
Yeah, and the other day I was talking to my partner. But who doesn't like to watch? Some people don't. Why? I don't know. I was talking to my partner and I was like, oh, I'd love to see you suck that guy's dick. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, Where did that come from? uh I was like, oh, this is a new thing. I want to explore that. Mm -hmm. No, I've had, I've had um, like relationships where they've said that to me as well. Yeah. I don't know if I've said that to them, but then maybe that's because I'm a jealous type and it's been monogamous relationships. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm 79% a brat tamer. Oh, I'm 6% a brat. So that's quite low for me so far. Yeah. So I guess that means I like an experienced sub. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't as much want to put the time and effort into training someone. But now that I say that, that's going to be quite fun. Yeah. I'm 5% a brat tamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that for you. Yeah. I think you like to be taken care of in that type of dynamic yeah, I've, I've, i know it's not the same thing but i've like i like the experiences where i've taken people's virginity where i've like been, oh. been like leading them through it and stuff but maybe that's more about like helping them and supporting them and feeling that connection of like them trusting me and stuff like that yeah less like about them demanding them do stuff mm-hmm. oh how much of an exhibitionist are you I'm surprised by mine. Mine's 58%. 65. Wow. Uh I'm surprised by mine because I really don't think I'm much of an exhibitionist. And I don't think, I don't think that this just applies to like public nudity or something like that. I think it just means like how showy you are with your body, even when it's between two people. Yeah. I don't think I'm, very exhibitionist at all but maybe you are. the test thinks maybe different you should, um, explore that yeah do some sexy dancing yeah well we've got quite a big garden here yeah we can try it afterwards i suppose mm-hmm. um and then i'm we'll end on switch because that's quite a neutral one i'm 19 percent a switch which i don't under- or 19? 19 how 19. can i be 19 when i'm 100 percent all of those things and zero percent all the rest surely it'd be either in the middle or just nothing but there you go well that explains your occasional bottoming yeah yeah guess true how much of a oh god it's all accurate yeah it's all accurate <laughs> it's all real guess how much of a switch i am um i, I think close to 50 percent a hundred oh no um, that that no yeah. that makes sense because i was yeah. thinking like well you you're verse you're very verse so yeah I was thinking you'll do 50% of one, 50% of the other, but in terms no. of being a switch, of course, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it makes sense. 99%. Oh, poor babe. Mm-hmm. No, vanilla's fine. I don't want to invalidate anyone who's very vanilla in the bedroom. Could never be me, quite literally, because I'm 0%. <laughs> I want the nastiest, yeah. most humiliating, shameful <laughs> shit. Well... <laughs> But just to go through my list, um, Mm. just the interesting ones, uh, non-monogamist, 90%. Non-monogamist, 55%, which is still a lot higher than I would think. Because, because, um, do you know what it is though? There was, there was a really interesting question in this test and it was something, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, do you enjoy to be 
do you enjoy the freedom of being able to sleep with other people, but have your partner strictly commit to you as if you're in a monogamous relationship? Yeah. And I remember Ants thinking about that and being like, honestly, yeah, like I yeah. would enjoy that freedom, but knowing that that person doesn't. And I think that obviously that goes back to being an owner and yeah. everything else that is called yeah. me. But um, that's probably where that's come from. Experimentalists, 74%. 63. Yeah, we like to experiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everyone knows quite a lot about us now. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was the, the point of this episode, because hopefully that gives everyone a bit more of a foundation. They can decide whether or not they relate to us. It would be really interesting to hear what other people are, how many people are similar to me, yeah. how many people are similar to you. How many people are disgusted by <laughs> by everything they've learned about Can us? You them weak? <laughs> I don't look. I don't mind if you're weak, but we it's can't just, ever be a thing. Yeah, that's that's even that. friendship. Like you can't. I don't see you being friends with someone who can't battle back. No, we're also of an age. Mm. We're not old. We're not old gays. Um, but we're not young. Yeah. And I think it's very common, whatever sexuality you are, that by this point in life, you're not really, A, you're not really looking to make tons and tons of friends. Mm -hmm. But B, and most importantly, you're not in a position where you can, like you're not in school anymore, unless right. you're like me and you go to uni yeah. at a ridiculous age. But you're not in that position where it's easy to make friends here, there and everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to, actually make a connection with someone and try and push a friendship yeah i don't want someone who can't volley yeah for sure definitely okay so that's us that's us everyone that's we. thank you for joining us there'll be lots of funny stories to come in the next one because yes. we want to keep everything light and fresh um what's your branding your tagline fun and flirty, fun and flirty. yeah so um Hope you stay with us. Yeah. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye. bye.